learn how to build your faith in God's Word, and live a life of 100% victory, 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. I bless your name, O oh God. I bless your name, O oh God. O Saradaba Medirias, Abradaba Casa, Tariadaba Mandre de Casota, Seke Baradasata. Oh, yes, Lord. Lambro de Bacasa. Yebrada Bacasa, Labrada Bacasa, Labrada Bacasa, Lebroda Bacasa, Lebrada Casa, Roda Bacasa, Roda Bacasa, Leborobosa Dadaya, Leborada Bamahana Dadabas, Rada Baheka Daya Dabanda, Lemosaka Daya Yahweh we worship Yahweh we worship Yahweh we worship Yes Lord In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus We're just going to take one minute to speak To that virus ravaging the world anything killing people is not of God so we're going to speak to the virus we're not speaking to God we're speaking to the virus with our God-given authority hallelujah the Bible says you shall say to the mountain you're not saying to God you are saying to the mountain be thou removed so begin to speak from wherever you are right now as a child of God command that virus and that plague to cease we command that plague to stop. We rebuke his spread. It will no longer spread. It will come to a halt. We rebuke every spirit behind it. We come against the spirit of death, killing people. We command that virus to stop. The Bible said, if my people that are called by my name should humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. We decree it cannot enter into Nigeria. Father, we stand with your authority and we speak to that virus. We command it to stay. We command it to stop spreading. We speak a covering over our family members, our friends all over the world. We decree that they are safe wherever they are. This virus and plague will not come near them. We stand in the gap today. Stop the spread. We rebuke you, coronavirus. We command you to stop spreading. We command your plan to fail. We command you to halt wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. 
we release the healing power of Jesus. We're standing the gap today. We're standing the gap today. We're standing the gap today. Stop wherever you are. With the authority we have in Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, jam your hands together. Give the Lord a big praise. Hallelujah. Please take your seats. Glory to God. We command that virus to stop wherever it is. The spread will stop in the name of Jesus. And it will not enter Nigeria for any reason. And we decree our friends and family all over the world are safe in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to go right into it. We've been talking about out of Eden. And I'm saying that how come we have become so comfortable living a life very far from what God originally had in mind. We have become so comfortable living a life so far from what God had in mind. And my prayer is that you will get stirred up again to live the Eden experience. You, you, you won't get so comfortable you will get so comfortable living outside of God's plan for you. Don't get that comfortable with suffering. Don't get that comfortable with sickness. Don't get that comfortable with frustration. That is not God's plan. But you know, it's possible to get so adapted to living outside Eden that Eden now looks like a miracle to you. Meanwhile, Eden is supposed to be your normal or natural habitat. My prayer for you is that you will begin to experience that Eden lifestyle in the name of Jesus. You need to understand what I'm saying, guys. Eden is your natural habitat. That's how and where God wants you to live. That's how and where he puts man. It's Adam's sin that moved us away from God. And now we have gotten so comfortable. We have gotten so comfortable with struggling and suffering. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And the way this thing works, it doesn't matter what community you are in. You can be in a place where there's a lot of suffering around you, but you still enjoy the Eden experience right where you are. Because Eden is not a physical location. It is a spiritual location. So you can carry it anywhere you go. In the New Testament, they call it the kingdom of God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's a kingdom where God is the one in charge. Glory to God. And there's a man we've been studying since. He's a man that lived that life. His name is Enoch. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not. That means Enoch walked with God and did not die because God took him. You see, when Adam sinned, the judgment that came on him was death. When Enoch walked with God, he suspended death. Are you getting what I'm saying? Enoch lived the Eden life. Say, Enoch walked with God in Genesis chapter 5. Enoch walked with God and he was not. He disappeared because God took him. He did not see death. We said, we've been saying all through that death is what humbles everybody. You know, now that coronavirus everywhere, everybody's humble now. Everybody's talking about prayer now. <laughs> One of my mentors in America said that period where they, have, where they had 9-11. His church is in California. If you know anything about California, you know what I'm talking about. It's a grooving place. That's where the stars live. Paparazzi place. But he said that week that 9-11 happened, where there was terrorist attack on America. He said, he was doing a series in church, but because it happened close to Sunday, he had to change the series. He said, church was packed. 
people that never used to come to church. And he quickly sent a message to all his pastor friends because he knows that there's so much fear in there. He said, people are going to fool your church. So have a good message for them. A message that deals with fear. A message of hope and faith. He said, churches were full. People were afraid. Once death knock, everybody's humble. No matter their rank. No matter how much money they have. <laughs> when death comes, you don't need PA or protocol. Because you have, your life is at stake. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But Enoch humbled death. In fact, the way the Bible says it, it said death is the last enemy that will be taken care of. But Enoch already took care of it from Genesis by living that Eden life. And how did he do it? They said Enoch walked with God. So last Sunday, we did something. We demonstrated what it means to walk with God. And we said there are four things. How many of you remember that? We said there are four things. Come, please, I need you today. You. You look tall. Hope you're not angry. Yeah, go. Because your face was strong. Are you married? That's why you're single. That's why you're angry. You're married today. You'll put your number up. <laughs> After the service. Any dead body can chat him up. Hope you have money to take them out. <laughs> okay. They say Enoch walks with God. Were you here last Sunday? So you understand what we're doing. Abby? <laughs> What's your name, Seth? Lucky. You are Enoch today. Enoch walked with God. They said that was, that's the secret. The secret to having the Eden experience is walking with God. It's just that simple. And we said there are four things you used to know that you are walking with God. Remember I shared the story of that, my friend, that sent me a chat. And I was talking to him and, and I told him that, hey, you need to just connect with God, plug into God. Because some problems you have, even me, I can't solve it. I don't know what you should do. Do you understand? Oh, yes, because some people think I know. No, I don't know everything. Some problem you have is God that will tell you, I can't help you. I've not had that problem before. Do you understand? Even if I've had it before, your own case is still peculiar. It's God that knows the resources available to you. It might not be the resources available to me. Do you understand? Everything about your life is customized. The secret out of it is to walk with God. You, most times we leave God, we, we reduce God to a prayer request. So we, we, we just talk to him for one minute and live there and go and be hustling. And that never allows us to enjoy God. You have to walk with God. So I asked that my friend, I said, you need to plug into God. He said, I've plugged into God. Now what else am I supposed to do? I said, your statement itself is showing that you have not. When you have plugged into God, one of the, I asked him, how do you know I'm, I'm, I'm replying your chat? How do you know I'm talking to you? He said, because you're replying my chat. I said, exactly. When you are making a real connection with God, you will have a word from God. You'll be saying, oh, that, mm, mm. you'll be complaining, murmuring. You might not have the miracle yet in your hand, but you have a word of God in your hand. And you see in the spirit, they are technically the same thing. Somebody understand what I said? It's like saying, you need money and I give you a check. If I'm a reputable person, if I give you a check, you don't have to have the cash in your hand. If you have the check in your hand, you have the money. Oh, somebody's not hearing what I'm saying. Maybe I'm in the wrong church. Enoch, wait. Enoch, wait here. I'm coming. Let me face this side. See, eh? what I'm saying is this. If you're asking for money now, if I give you a check now, today's Sunday, you can't even go and cash the check. If I give you a check, now you can call anybody and say, I have collected the money. But you don't have the cash in your hand. All you have is a note that promises you that money. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So when you are talking to God, no matter the crisis... You might not have the miracle in your hand, but at least you must have a word in your hand. Because God replies. He's not a deaf God. That's what separates him from idols. Say, your idols can't see, can't hear. But the difference between God is that he can see, he can hear, and he can talk. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. There's no way Enoch would have walked with God if God was not talking to him. That wouldn't be a walk. So, yes, you don't have what you're praying for. Have you made real connection with God? That's my question. If you have made your connection with God, when we talk about it, you should be telling me the promises you have. You should be confident and say, hey, man, I'm believing God for a job, but hey, God has given me this word. Or hey, I believe in my heart that this is going to happen. Or God has told me some steps to take. You must have a reply. We have reduced God to a prayer request. The real thing God wants is a relationship. What Adam lost was a connection with God. What you need to restore is a connection with God, not a request. Adam didn't have any prayer point. God kept adding to him every day. If you notice, the Bible said God made Adam and put him in the garden. The garden was existing before Adam came. God made Adam and put him in the garden. No hustle, no stress. Adam was not working to, to eat or survive. He was just working to contribute, to use his gifts and abilities. God was just making him a co-creator. The things were already provided. And it was God that came and said, not good for this man to be alone. I will make, I will add him a helpmate. Adam didn't pray. Adam had no request. It was God just adding to him. When you're walking in the inner experience, God just comes to you periodically like that. and say, what else can I add to this guy? What can I add to make his life beautiful? Wouldn't you like that? Because that's what happens in Eden. In Eden, the, the rivers flow. Hallelujah. It's never stagnant. It flows. So you don't even have to pray. God just keeps bringing things to you. I need to add on that child to you. Not you. You will manifest. I need to add on that business to you. I need to add on that idea. I need to add on that stream of income to you. Somebody get it, what I'm saying? But you, you, you need to be keyed in. So Enoch walked with God. He said there are four things that you know that somebody's working with God. So number one, you, are, you must be conscious of who you are working with. You can't work with someone if you're not conscious of them. You must be conscious of them. Now, listen to me, guys. Listen to me, guys. Don't play with this small statement I just made, that be conscious of God. That, I'm telling you how to work with God. You must be conscious of God. Don't play with that statement. In the, realm, in, in the physical, you might be saying, what difference does it make whether I'm conscious of something or not? It won't change my life. In the spirit, it's totally different. Being conscious of something in the spirit makes the difference. That means two people can be here. If one person is not conscious of this thing, two of them are here, the same place, the person conscious of it benefits from it. The one not conscious of it doesn't benefit. That's how spirit, it's, it's different in the spirit. How many of you remember the story of the, the woman with the issue of blood? She said from her house, she kept saying from her house, that once I touch his garment, I will be made whole. When they got there, Peter testified that many people were touching Jesus. The same garment. Same Jesus. One was conscious of the healing virtue in the garment. The other one was just conscious of the fabric of the garment. That is designer. Ah, this is just the way better clothes. That's it. And that person said, this is just carry power. You can't have God in your life and be powerless. No, something is definitely wrong. You, your plug is not on. If you plug your phone and put it on there and, and it doesn't charge, you know something is wrong. You can't be saying this is normal. That I plug phone and it's going down. No, if I plug, you know, I mean, if you have those China uh, car charger, you know, you know those car charger? That if you plug it, the two percent you have, we go, some of you have it. <laughs> I hate that charger, pass anything. <laughs> Henry, Mr. Toyota, that charger doesn't come into this country again. <laughs> I hate that treasure. That if you have 5%, you manage yourself, just go plug that in for your car. The 5% go reduce to 2%. <laughs> How can you see that and say it's normal? How can you be living like that and think it's normal and you are so adapted to it? You should be concerned. That's not normal. So being conscious of something in the spirit makes a difference. Everybody was touching Jesus. They were touching him friendly touch, fabric touch. That woman came with intentionality. Same touch, but her own. She was conscious of the power of God. 
and he flowed to her. And Jesus himself said, who touched me? They say, everybody's touching you. You say, not that type. Somebody touched you, touch your face. Because he said, virtue left me. Ah. See, no matter what you're going through, I don't need to know it, eh? but I, can, I know the answer. I don't know the question, but I know the answer. Well, no matter what you're going through, if you walk with God, no matter whether it's a business situation, marital situation, no, see, your problem cannot be bigger than the power of God. It can't be bigger. So you don't even need to explain it because people have more confidence in explaining their problem. I don't want to hear. I have the answer already. How many of you know those drugs that cure everything that they sell in bus? No need to ask that guy any question. If you ask that guy a question, you're wasting your time. Because he's going to tell you it can cure it. Same drug cures diabetes, drug cures AIDS, cures cancer, cures headache. Same drug. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remain for them say it cures poverty. Take it three times a day, your poverty will go. Enoch walk with God. So to walk with God, you must be conscious of him that you are with somebody. Because I'm teaching you how this is important. Second thing we said, what's the second thing we said? If you walk with someone, you don't have notes. You don't know you should come to church with notes. Eh? You interact with the person. So number one, you are conscious of God everywhere you go. It's not only your prayer devotion, you are conscious of God. It's not only when you come for church. That's the mistake many people are making. They are, they, 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 they are not connected with God. They are just visiting him. I'm going to show you what the Bible really says. We are not visiting God. So number one, you are conscious of him everywhere you go. In your workplace, as you are driving to work, as you are, as you are cooking in the kitchen, as you are playing with your kids, you are conscious of God. And number two, you are interacting with God. So you are praying the Holy Ghost wherever you are. Apart from your personal prayer life, apart from your devotion life, but everywhere you go, you are, he's with you. You are interacting with him. You are conscious of him. So you are interacting with him. And you know the interesting thing? Sometimes when you pray in the morning, it might not be that morning that God gives you the word. You are just doing something in the afternoon, something just drops. You are just opening the Bible, you just see a scripture that stands out almost with your name on it. Hallelujah. You just put on the TV, somebody says something and it becomes a word for you. It becomes a prophetic word. Hallelujah. God just anoints it for you. Hallelujah. And you know this is my word. Hallelujah. So you interact with him. Then we say if you are working with someone, you need to know where they are going. Because if he's going this way and I'm going this way, we're not working together. The only way we can work together, I say two cannot work together except they be agreed. So where are you going? Where is God taking your life? You need to know. So that you won't be working contrary to it. To work with him, you need to know where God is taking you. Where is he going with your life? Where is he going with your life? You need to follow him. Then lastly, we said if you are working with someone, what's the last one? You keep pace with him. I can't be walking like this and he's walking small, small. To walk with God, you must keep pace with him. This one is one that is hard for many people. And maybe they will, they will start looking at it either from next Sunday or the upper Sunday. Many people can't wait for God. They can't wait. And that's the toughest part of this thing I'm saying. Waiting for God is tough. I can't lie to you. Because your flesh wants it now, now. Your flesh, your flesh is being constantly groomed to want everything fast, fast. In fact, most businesses are trying to get you the thing you want faster. And that's very bad because in the natural, that's good. But when you come to the spirit, patience is major. The Bible said, be followers of them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. You can't get the promise without patience. You must wait for God's own timing. And that's tough for many people. Because sometimes it seems that God is slow. Sometimes it seems that he's slacking. But the Bible said, God is not slack as some men count slackness. He's just being patient. So you need to be slow and keep pace with him. 
keep pace with him. Most times he's walking. For all the time he's walking. Many people never get what God has for them because they went ahead of God. So imagine God is walking here. I go ahead of him. I'm going to get something, but it's not what God wants to give me. And it won't last. Praise God. So, we have, so what Adam lost was a connection with God. What, we, what God wants to restore is that connection with God. Satan's greatest assignment is to disconnect you from God. That's all he wants to do. That's all he's trying to do. That's what, that, that, that's what he's using the gossip to do. That's what he's using the offense to do. That's what he's using the unforgiveness to do. That's what he's using everything to do. Just to separate you from God. Because if he can disconnect you, you will fail naturally. If, he got, if Satan can disconnect you, you will fail by yourself. He doesn't even need to monitor you again. You will just fail. That's what he's trying to do. He will use offense. He will use gossip. He will use people not appreciating you. He will use people overpraising you. Satan uses anything he can use. He will use poverty. He will use prosperity. In some countries, he uses poverty. In some other countries, his prosperity he uses to make them cold spiritually. I, shared, I don't know if I shared it in this service I, in, in Milan. I shared it on the island how um, 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 I had a preacher even saying it that Norway, Norway is one of the most developed countries or so. I think it's Norway or Finland. I can't remember which of them. One of those that they're one of the best countries, but that um, almost 90% of them don't go to church. And the pastor was using that example to say we should be productive. And that's great. We should be productive, really. But the truth is that for me, as a spiritual person, that doesn't move me. 90% of people going to hell. And we are worried about their productivity here. It's like you being bothered about what your chicken that you are planning to eat for Easter. How is doing? How many of you when you were young, your parents bought chicken and you became personal with the chicken? Not knowing that the intention your parents had was not good. Did it happen to anybody here? They bought chicken. You thought this chicken is our pet. You even gave it name. Did it happen to you? You gave the chicken name and you, used, you, you go and be giving it food. You be giving it Gary. And it's growing fat. He's, he has a death sentence on his head. He has no future. He's going to die and go to hell. Hell being the pot. <laughs> the pot of stew. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's how it looks spiritually. Because you are tripping from one country that 80% of them uh, are, they are, they are productive, but they're not going to church. Those guys are sentenced to death. Satan is okay with feeding you to your, your burial day. It's like buying a goat for Salah or buying a, a cow for Christmas. It's death. It's death. It's death. My father's buried. Many people gave us cows. My, my, my kids will go and play with the cows. So in their mind, this is pet. Those cows and us know <laughs> that there's death on your neck. You're a dead man walking. Do you understand? You're a dead man walking. You're already dead. Just a matter of time. So Satan uses poverty in some places. Some other places he uses prosperity. Because there's nothing that challenges most Christians like being comfortable. Once they are comfortable, they come freaking. Why are we going to church? What's that thing? thing? Why are they shouting in that church? Jesus is good now. God is good. So you notice that even unbelievers that don't go to church, no sign of Christ in their life, when there's a blessing, they'll say, it's God that blessed me. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not really God. You're on your way to hell. Because nowadays, you can't even know who is a Christian and who is not. Everybody sings about God. Everybody talks about God. Once anybody gets a new card, they say, hey, praise God. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure God will be proud about how you got that car? <laughs> Somebody did prostitution to get car. He says, it's God that blessed me. No, sweetheart. It's you that blessed you. <laughs> it's you that blessed you. Hallelujah. So we have reduced God to a prayer request to somebody we come to like a shrine once a week 
We have reduced God to that, but that's not what God wants. God wants to reconnect us. That's where our fruitfulness is. Let me read a few scriptures. You see, because when you walk with God, no matter the challenge you're facing, God will show you how to come out of it. Let's do John chapter 5. John 15, sorry. John chapter 15. John 15. Look at this, guys. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Vine is like a tree, okay? So I'm the tree. My, my father is like the husbandman. He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he what? Take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth what? More fruit. Next verse. It says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Next verse. It said, abide in me and what? I in you. He said, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. Take note of abide, not visit. Abide. Next verse. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abided, see it again, abided. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth, watch. I like the last statement. For without me, you can achieve nothing. This is not talking about accepting Christ into your life. This is not talking about praying one prayer in the morning. This is talking about being connected. Does a tree, does a branch visit the tree? I can't hear you. Does a branch visit the tree? The branch is permanently plugged into the tree. This is why we are not experiencing Eden because we visit God. We visit church. He wants us to abide. He said, you will abide in me. 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 Abide. He said, without me, you can do what? Nothing. Give me the message translation verse 4. I like the message translation verse 4. It says, do what? I can't hear you. What do you say? Live in me. God said, live in me. I like the next line. Make what? Your home. Make your home in me. That's remain permanently connected. Permanently. All day, every day. All day, every day. All day what? Every day. Stay connected. Not that you won't face challenges, you see, but when you are connected, you are no more dealing with life from your own resources. You are dealing with life from heaven's resources. That's what a branch does. A branch doesn't bear fruit by its own resources. A branch is only bearing fruit because it's connected to what? The tree. I don't know if somebody's got what I'm saying. A branch is only bearing fruit because it's connected to the tree. You see, you, you will see first life's challenges of being connected to God. The difference is that you're not just looking now into what you have. This is why many people can't give. Many people can't do faith projects in their own life because they're always checking their own pockets. If you check your pocket with Nigerian salaries, there's little or nothing you can do for your life. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? But if you are plugged in consistently to the tree, every time you want to do something or you face a challenge, you are drawing from God's resources. Say, live in me. Let me show you an example of what I'm saying. First Kings chapter 17. First Kings 17. Tell your neighbor, live in me. As I live in you. That's what Jesus was saying there. First Kings 17. You know the story. Let me even just quickly read it. There was a famine in the land. He said, And Elijah the Tishbite 
who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall, be, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Basically, he told the, the king, there will be no rain. Till I say so. Next verse. He said, And the word of the Lord came unto Elijah, saying, Because now, there is famine in the land, but God needs to also take care of Elijah. And because Elijah was in connection with God, see what happened. God told Elijah, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook, what? Chariot. That is before Jordan. Next verse. He said, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, that, uh, shall drink of the brook, he said, And I have what? I can't hear you. I have what? I have commanded. See, when you are connected to God, God commands people for you. No, that amen was not. You don't understand what I'm saying. He said, go and stay by the brook chariot, drink of water of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to do what? Feed you there. Come, somebody say there. There's always a there. Wherever is your there, your provision is waiting for you there. He said, go and stay in a certain place. I have commanded. The reason why many people never get their provision is that they are never at the place where God commanded. There's a place God has commanded a provision for you. It's not necessarily a physical place. It's just a place. For you, for some of you in business, it might be a certain industry God wants to stay on. That might be your there. For some of you, it might be a physical change of your business address. For some of you, it might be a mental place. You need to change how you are thinking. You are thinking there's no money in Nigeria. You need to change that thinking. But there's a there. And you see, it's in working with God that God tells you your own there. It might be marriage. You want to marry? There's a there. There's a boy there. I said there's a boy there. There's a boy there. If you're a man, there's a girl there. Hallelujah. I said there's a girl there. Ah, I know that one. I saw five from my wife. And all the while she was there. But until I use my two legs and walk out, enter there. I didn't meet her there. Hey, ask your neighbor, do you know you're there? <laughs> Glory to God. God has commanded provision for you there. Hey, there are customers there. Ah, I said there are customers there. There's international connection there. Glory to God. There's a contract there. Hallelujah. There's employment there. I said, there's employment there. There's a dream job waiting for you there. Glory to God. There's also healing there. There's peace of mind there. There's health there. Glory to God. There's a place called there. He said, go and stay by the brook, chariot, drink water. I have commanded something to wait for you there. Glory to God. You will get there. In the name of Jesus. See, I've commanded. I like that. God always plans ahead. See, eh? God always what? All the things you need. That's how Eden was. Adam didn't pray. God was the one that prepared the blessing ahead of Adam. Adam never had a prayer point. So, see, Elijah. Elijah didn't pray for provision. It's God that said, look, I've already made arrangements. I have commanded. Oh, I like that word. I have commanded. If you are here and God has commanded to do anything for me, if you are wasting my time, be fast. Glory to God. I have what? Command. Hey. Sister, there's somebody they've commanded to marry you. Oh, nobody. Okay, nobody received that. It's not in this service. It's for second service people. 
That's a word for second service people. <laughs> so I've commanded. See next verse. Next verse. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. Next verse. He said, and the ravens did what? Brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. How weird is that? Ravens' birds were bringing him food. And scientists tell us that those birds are very stingy birds. That those birds don't even feed their children. Those birds, when they lay eggs and they hatch hug, they abandon the kids. They don't, they don't feed their kids. Imagine those kind of stingy birds. There are some stingy people that will be generous to you. Yeah. Hallelujah. There are some hard places that will be easy for you. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because when God has commanded the thing, they are waiting for you. They are waiting for you to send in your proposal. They are waiting for you to send in your design. They are waiting for you to send in your application. Because God has already commanded them. There. He said, and the ravens brought him bread and food in the morning and night. And, in the, and he drank of the brook. See next verse. This is why it's important to work with God. He said, and it came to pass after a while that the brook did what? Dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. You see, when you work with God, God is free to change your source. What makes many people stranded is that the way they were being blessed in 1982. In fact, when God opened that channel for them, they disconnected with God and connected to the channel. Not knowing that that channel is temporary. God is free to change the source he's using to bring to you or the, the channel he's using to bring to you. He's free to change it. Is anybody here that watch only one TV station forever? Every once in a while we change channel, have we? God too changes channel. But you, because you don't want to stay fresh with your work with God, he blessed you in 1982 with a job and you have just stayed there. Meanwhile, he has moved to the next chapter of your life. But you, you don't want to pray now. You don't want to stay with God. You want to stay with the channel. People do that all the time. And after a while, the place dries up and they're wondering, God, what happened? God has moved. He's a few steps ahead. You're supposed to walk with God. You can't be following God and be stranded. If where you are now, there's no more resource flowing there, you need to check whether you are at the right place. It might have been the right place a few years ago. It might no longer be. So you have gifts you are no more using. Because your first gift you are using to make money is what you used to make money at your early years. And you want to continue with that gift. And God saying, look, I have, I have many other gifts I can use to bless you. But you don't want to tap into those ones. He said, my writing gift is the only gift. No. God can say, look, you, you can market. God say, you, you can make clothes. You can design. Somebody gets what I'm saying. You must stay fresh in your work with God. It's not compulsory he continues blessing you the same channel he was using before. He, to, he was one that told, all of us saw it now. He was one that told Elijah to go to this place. But after a while, he said the brook dried up. The brook dried up. If there's a dry season in your life, go and check. You are in the wrong brook. You are in a brook that God has left. The brook dried up. <laughs> but God is not stranded. See, see what happened. Next verse. And the word of the Lord did what? Came unto him saying, what? Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and do what? Dwell there. He said, behold, I have what? Did you see that word again? I have what? I've commanded. I prophesy over you. Everyone that God has commanded to help you and answer you. This month, they will answer you in the name of Jesus. I said, this month, they will respond in the name of Jesus. He said, I've commanded. God kept commanding people, commanding things ahead. Ahead of Elijah. Glory to God. 
Hey, there's somebody they've commanded to release your house. There's somebody they've commanded to release your car. There's somebody they've commanded to release your contract. There's somebody they've commanded to release your dollars. There's somebody they've commanded to release your pounds. There's somebody they've commanded to release your contract. In the name of Jesus. So I've commanded. Again. I've commanded. A widow. A widow woman there. To what? Sustain you. Look at the next verse. So he arose. And went to Zarephath. And all those things. Basically he said. I've, I've, I've commanded the widow to sustain you there. They there changed. Somebody get what I'm saying? This is what happens to many people. Oh. They start right with God. I've been in this thing 20 something years. I've seen it many times. People that start well, but they are not ready to change when it's time. They want to stay to that one channel. This is the channel God used to start me in life. This is the channel God used to bless me. I must stay here. God is, God is too dynamic to be stagnant. He's always changing. He likes to use many channels. I get what I'm saying? He has too many options. And I like God. I like God. I like God. You know, sometimes, eh, sometimes eh, God shows off. Because there's no use having some things and people don't see it. Some ladies know what I'm talking about. You can have some kind of shoe and nobody sees it. You can have some kind of bag with the price it costs and nobody sees it. I get what I'm saying? People must see it. Glory to God. Glory to God. This, my shirt is old, but I will keep wearing it. So if you have no I'm going to wear this shirt for a long time. A long, my, 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 my son will inherit this shirt. Don't laugh. This shirt is about, about, about 300 or 400,000 naira. I didn't buy it. Somebody gave me. They gave me and I liked it. And I went to ask the price. I wanted to buy more. When I had the price. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I had a friend that, 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 that one of my sons in church here. I went to Europe. I said, oh, I like this shirt from someone. So please, please go on. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on buy it for me. When he got there, he told me the news. About 300,000 naira at that time. So now it will be a bit more than that. Shit. And you say, I, 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 it's old. <laughs> Landed property. <laughs> My wife doesn't like me where I will wear it. Oh. <laughs> if you know the price. This shirt. Better look at it well. When Jesus comes, it's probably what I wear. <laughs> when he comes. 300 and something thousand naira. He says it's old. It's not, it can't be old. They're not born and wear. So there's some things you have, you must wear. You, are you get what I'm saying? So God shows up sometimes because he has too many options. He can't keep those options and not be using it. So he, he's not limited to use only one option. When you have many options, you must use one. If you have five cars, you can't, you can't leave park all of them but you're driving only one. Those ones will start having problems. So you have to once in a while just drive on that one. Somebody get what I'm saying? So God was using Raven. There was no problem. Raven was say, okay, because I need to change this, this channel. Let's use widow now. Let's use widow. And he, he was using things that were unlikely. Hey. Hey. He doesn't have to use where you are expecting. That's the mistake with you. Your eyes are on some people. Your eyes are on some places. My, my God is saying, look, I have other channels. I have many channels. I can change any channel I like. And he likes the unlikely things. Things that people won't expect. He used raven, the most stingy bird. Then from there, he moved to widow. I mean, who goes to use widow to supply a building project? Hallelujah. Who goes to use widow? But you see, God also wanted to bless the widow. So he commanded the widow. Some of you, the reason why some blessings can enter your life, you're always thinking it's not you God wants to use. This is my small 10K. What will it be? Because I want it. 
Not because I need you, but because you need me. And the Bible says that there were many widows in that time. But many of them suffered by hunger. Only this one survived because she plugged in. God commanded her and she obeyed. Are you here, somebody? He commanded her. So, walking with God means God is free to change the channels. He's free to change the channels at any time. Hallelujah. He's free to change the channels. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, walking with God gives back to your provision. Whatever it is, whether it's in marriage, health, healing, walk with God. It's not visiting God. It's dwelling with God. Go and go back and listen to those four things we said last week. Those are the four ways you walk with God. You dwell with him. Do you see all the blessings, like we read in, in, in John 15, it says you abide, abide. Even now, people are talking about coronavirus. The scripture I posted on my page. Did you bring it up? Psalm 91. Let's just read Psalm 91. You see, you will notice the key word in Psalm 91. It's one of the most powerful Psalms. Notice the key word there. What's number one? What's verse verse? Did they say he that visited? They say he that comes around. He that what? Dwelleth in the sacred place. You dwell in it. You don't visit it. You dwell in it. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday, all day, every day. He that dwelleth in the sacred place shall abide what? Under the shadow of the Almighty. Jump to verse 9 because of time. Jump to verse 9. Jump to verse 9. It says, um, um, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your what? Habitation. He says, because you have made the Lord your habitation. Habitation means where you live. No virus can attack you if God is living in you. I get what I'm saying? He says, you have made it your habitation. You have made God your habitation. So when you do that, see what will happen. Say, there shall no evil what befall you. Neither shall any plague, whether coronavirus or Ebola virus, anyone. Neither shall any plague do what? Come near. The secret is what? Dwelling. Not visiting. Many Christians visit God in the morning. Then they go back to normal life. They go out of Eden after that morning. No, sweetheart. Stay in Eden all day. Stay in Eden all day. Stay in Eden all day. Hallelujah. Stay in Eden what? All day. The beautiful thing about Eden is that that's where the strength to overcome sin is. Because sin is one of the major things that wants to separate people from God all the time. From God's end, God is ready to forgive you. But just that from your own end, you will keep feeling distant from God, even though he's there. You keep drifting. Some people have gotten so comfortable living in sin. You can't operate. If they say Enoch walked with God and disappeared, do you think he was living in sin? Do you think he was meddling with sin? Could he have been walking with God that closely and still be, or with other hand, committing sin? It's not sustainable. Many people want to love this world and love God at the same time. I can tell you for free, it is not sustainable. One of them will drop. You can't have two masters. Are you here, somebody? Enoch walked with God and was not. I pray for you today. You will walk with God in the name of Jesus. I say you will walk with God in the name of Jesus. God will lead you to the place called there. Wherever it represents there in your life, God will lead you there in the name of Jesus. And everybody God has commanded to do something for you, to bless you, to respond to you. 
I decree they will respond in the name of Jesus. Your day is your place of abundance. Your day is your place of rest. Your day is your place of peace. Your day is your place of answers. In the name of Jesus, you will get there. I say you will get there. In the Jesus mighty name. Please bow your heads for one minute. If there's anybody here to... We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.